the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know this is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Here's your host, Bob Bender. Good afternoon, Colorado Springs. Dr. Bob here. Hope you're having a great day. And again, what a beautiful day. Summers are delicious here in Colorado Springs. But so are falls, so we're enjoying it while we are enjoying it. Get that hot tub ready because the nights are ready for you to enjoy that as well. Well, praise the Lord for the day. In fact, I'm reading through Malachi, and one of the verses says, From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, his name is to be made great or to be praised. I hope there's praise in your heart. Well, as I'm concluding Malachi, I came across Malachi 3.18 today, an unusual verse. On the day when I act, God says, you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those, those who serve God and those who do not. God says on one day, when judgment day comes, the distinction between the righteous and the wicked will be made plain, those who serve God and those who do not. In the meantime, there's a theological principle called realized eschatology, and that simply means what God's going to do at the end. He's already started now. So, where you worship your life, is there a distinction between the righteous and the wicked? Is there a distinction between those who serve God and those who do not? Lord knows we need to have to be distinctive and to have a distinction and to draw the plumb line between the world and the church and the Christian. So live your life in such a way they may see your good works and glorify your God who is in heaven. Lord, thank you for calling us out and for calling us into this world to make a difference through the love and the truth of Jesus Christ our Lord. We love you, Lord, and praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited for this show today. I I tell you what, I have to backslide to go to sleep. I'm so excited to have my guest here in the booth with me. I have Derek Wilburn. Derek? Uh, hi, Dr. Bob. Backslide to see uh, That was a good line. Good I'll tell you, you what, I, I'm so excited, man, to have you on the show. Glad to be here, and I, I can't thank you enough for the invitation. Uh, we're going to get into some great stuff. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And you used to have a, a show here. How long ago was that? Back when I, when you were just a little just a little boy about this high. Okay, uh, we had a show ago. in this very studio called wow. the Black White and Right Show. Wow, good. Uh, that I did with Robert Blaha and one of your own, Mike Jones. Yeah. on Saturday mornings. Wow, and that great. was oh geez, but this was this was 2012 through 14, 15, something like wow. that. Great, great. A couple well, years ago. Thanks for that legacy, and we have. Amy Shandy as well. Amy, welcome to the studio. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. I, I'm pretty sure I prayed that prayer last night before our forum. Let us be distinguished from wow. those who are and those who aren't. So um, I'm fired up after that interview. Let's do or after that intro. We're Let's on go. the same page. Forum. What was that? 
you said forum. What yeah, we had our first forum last night, so okay. all four candidates were on stage and got to answer questions for two hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that's great intro into why we are here. <clears throat> We have the D20 school board election coming up here, and I have two folks who are running for a couple of seats there, Derek and Amy, and they're in the studio today at my invitation just to kind of get a feel for what's up Mm -hmm. as it regards D20. I had the privilege of pastoring in D20 for about 20 years. We live in D11 now, so we're going to give them equal time later on, have a couple from D11 in about a month. Boo. But this is, hey, hey, boo, <laughs> come on. I thought you all on the same page, man. <laughs> Derek, we're highly terrible. competitive. <laughs> we, we love our brothers and sisters, but we're still highly competitive. Amen. Really? Tell me about that. I didn't know districts were competitive, no, just we're, for students, obviously, <laughs> right? We're just, as long as we win the football games, who cares? There you go. Sure, <laughs> sure. I forgot about that. Of course, of course. Well, let's begin with, on, on, on the macro level. Uh, talk to me about the state of public education today, just in a macro nationwide level. What's going on? Um, in a macro level, from a, a view from 50,000 feet, a, a lot of moving parts, of course. Um, we are post-pandemic right now, okay. and the trauma re- on the education system from the whole world being shut down for 12, 15, 18 months, uh, our children bore the br- a big brunt of that. I mean, a big chunk of that, and, and a lot of them uh, emotionally uh, didn't develop. A lot of them academically didn't develop, and we're still trying to dig out of that hole to some degree. But... COVID had an absolute silver lining. How's that? In that, now all of a sudden you had millions of kids switch to home learning. Right. And whereas they used to leave at 745 and come home at 315 and mom and dad didn't really know necessarily, all of a sudden they're doing their homework at the kitchen table. The laptop is open. Mom and dad are looking at the book. Mom and dad are engaged in a way that we really haven't been in this country potentially in a half of a century. Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents, Amy and myself included in that number, said, Whoa, wait a minute. You're stepping into territory that belongs to me. School systems, you need to stay in your lane Mm -hmm. and get some of this stuff out Mm -hmm. instead of putting it in. Wow, wow. They got a firsthand look as to what's been taught and engaged as they should have been anyway. That's good insight. Amy, your thoughts? Yeah, you have that. And then you couple that with the issues that are you know present in our schools, whether that has to do with, with gender and bathrooms and pronouns and whatever. You have all of these topics that are, are divisive and damaging to our kids and, our, and we're feeling it. The school system is feeling it. The kids are feeling it. And we're seeing that in, in performance. And, you know, you go to school and you've got distractions. And how do you focus on math? How do you focus on reading? So... Yes, yes. Very good insight. Now, when I was in school, Amy and Derek, I think the worst trouble we got into was an errant spitball every now and then who would hit the teacher and chewing gum and passing notes. And now we've got people throwing chairs at, at, at our teachers. We got mm-hmm. teachers being shot at. We got uh, so-called females uh, self-identifying as a female being a male in girls' bathrooms you know, mm-hmm. doing all kinds of havoc. Mm-hmm. So I think Horace Mann would turn over in his grave if he if he saw the state of public education today. So we've got our work cut out for us. I like what Mike Huckabee said when he was running for president. He said, the military is not a social experiment. We're supposed to be killing the enemy and blowing up things. 
So what, what then is, is, I know the answer, but I want you to speak to it. What then is the lane of public education? What, what, what is a teacher's responsibility in this age? To teach what they're trained to teach. You know, every teacher goes to school and gets trained in their particular love, mm-hmm. and uh, that's their focus. They mm-hmm. should come to school, and whether, you know, if that's math, then do your thing. If that's chemistry, do your thing. Uh, so it's, it's a, you know, being there for those kids in the morning, um, helping them get ready for the day, and then on to the lesson, and helping them focus and, and launch from there. That's good. And, of course, there is the emotional connection. There is the caring that goes on, mm-hmm. as well as the teaching of the material. So so we do appreciate that. But uh, we're asking teachers, in my opinion, underpaid and overworked, uh, to do things that just outside of, of their wheelhouse when all of these issues occur. So that's a very concerning to me. I, I, I would say that uh, education has a special place in my heart. My sister was an educator. My dad was a, a, a philosophy professor. I've been teaching seminary for 23 months. So so it runs deep in our family. Mm-hmm. So we, we're very excited about the potential and very concerned about the things that are occurring on a macro level in our educational system. As we move, as we move it down to Colorado Springs, uh, generally speaking, Derek, what's your take on the Colorado Springs educational systems? Um, I, I think it's only appropriate for me to comment on District 20, okay. uh, since that's the district I live in and the one that we're running to to represent on the Board of Education. Um, district 20, for, for anybody listening who may not know, is the northern edge of Colorado mm-hmm. Springs. Our, our geographic boundaries roughly are the Air Force Academy to the west, Black Forest to the east, Woodman Road to the south, Northgate Road to the north. So that's roughly our box. Mm-hmm. And District 20 has been performing well. Uh, District 20 has been credit, accredited as a district of distinction for now 15 years. Right. Um, and that's not to say there aren't, there aren't, there aren't problems. Of mm-hmm. course, there are problems. But speaking from a macro point of view, the district has performed pretty well. Well, that's great. That's good news. Take that up on the other side, maybe. Yes, sir. We'll complete that thought, and I'll get your own individual distinctions and why you're running and what you have to offer, and we'll get more personal here as we return. Thank you for being a part of the program today. See you in a minute. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Amen. Praise the Lord for this beautiful day, and thank you for joining us. A very enlightening interview here with Derek Wilburn and Amy Shandy. They are candidates for the D20 School Board. We'll get in the weeds here in a minute. But right now, Derek and Amy, talk to me about the demographics of D20. uh, What's going on demographically there and the population and whatnot? Uh, We have a 26,000 student District, okay. largest in the city, right. um, considerably large. Uh, we have seven high schools. And demographically speaking, the, the demographics of the district tend to match those of Colorado Springs, although we do are, are a handful of percentage points higher in Caucasian base because we're predominantly an upper middle class district mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the most part. So yeah. we don't have yeah. a lot of problems with gangs, mm-hmm. drive-bys, uh, shootings. That, that's not northern Colorado Springs. So the district looks a lot like the, the city. Um, we have one high school, Pine Creek, which is massive, 
and, and that's an overcrowding issue that I think we're going to get into in, in this in this segment or, or maybe the next one. Um, but demographically, we're strong. We're flat in terms of population growth, even though the northern end of the city is growing very fast. And if anyone's been to Flying Horse lately, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be built. Flying Horse's next development is going to be on the edge of suburban Kansas City. All the land contiguous between here and Kansas City. It's just it incredible yeah. out there, and God bless them. I mean, they're they're yeah. doing an amazing job. But these are seven, eight, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars homes. So you're not getting a lot of new young families. Mm-hmm. So while the district is growing population wise, the student population is relatively flat. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that information. That's a good sketch as to where we are and the, the challenges, the potential to growth and whatnot. And we appreciate, again, I appreciate the opportunity of serving in that district and being involved in the students' lives. And it seems, though, that on the other side, I don't know if D20 is unique to this, but um, I don't know if you want to address it or not, but 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 suicide in northern Colorado Springs is, is very concerning to me. I have an opinion do you all want to engage that or not? Mental health is uh, absolutely um, mental health. Uh, suicide is the tragic final symptom mm-hmm. of the sickness of the problem, which is mental health. And addressing and, and seeing to it that the mental health needs of our young people are being handled and we have early warning triggers in place and we're doing the see something, say something, you know, engage in the community to help at-risk kids who may not look at risk mm-hmm. until it's too late mm-hmm. uh, is something we absolutely have to make sure of. And um, uh, Amy's been in, in that world more than I have even. So it, evidently the, the, the teacher would be the first one maybe to notice something and refer to a counselor? How does that work, Amy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you're, because they have the most contact with those mm-hmm. kids throughout the day, and um, they can certainly see the – the trigger points are, you know, the grades, the the lack of turning in the homework, things like that. Um, they have the relationship with those kids and, and see those early warning signs. Mm-hmm. So they should certainly be um, sending those red flags to the counselors and to the parents, right? Mm-hmm. It's all oh. transparency and, and and speaking with the parents and making sure we're all on the same page to support that that, that child. Oh, that's great. We, I appreciate teachers' holistic approach to education and noticing when things are out of kelter and shepherding that uh, student. Uh, that's that's a very, very important. Um, I have an opinion, and I believe it's affluenza, and I believe our mm-hmm. kids uh, do not have the resiliency that they need. You don't have these problems in South Chicago or East St. Louis. The kids are too busy dodging bullets, and they're, they're, there's some resiliency there. I know there's some mm-hmm. other factors, and we don't want to unpack that at all but, uh, any more than it is, but it's a concern. Appreciate the, the teacher's concern and their engagement the students, their holistic approach to the students' well-being. Well, talk to me about the school board. We've got uh, – tell me how many seats are on the – what, what – uh, let's back up. What is the role – of a school board and those who are on the board? What's their lane, their responsibility? Do they get in the weeds and determine the text or what? No, that's a great question. And I didn't know that answer before I started this journey. (laughs) I read a great book called Great on Their Behalf, Why School Boards Fell and How to Make Them Effective. And that really helped define for me what what it meant to be a school board member, what a school board does, and what a superintendent does. So a school board's purpose, its sole purpose, is to listen to the people, of its community and take what their vision for the school system is and create goals from that and basically create guardrails or out of bounds lines mm-hmm. for 
for the superintendent to work within. So the school board sets those goals and uses the guardrails and then says, okay, superintendent, go achieve those goals. We want to set you up for success. We want you to go do it now. And it's not our job to be in the weeds, as it's called in the book, adult input. Um, Our job is to have that high vision and and keep the boat going in the right direction on the right target um, and continually reevaluating how we're doing with that. Well, wow. So we have one employee, yeah. the, the superintendent. Okay. Um, the makeup of our school board for is, is we have a five-member board okay. in, in District 20. Uh, of those five, two seats are up. Um, the two incumbents are both seeking to defend their seats. Amy and I are challenging, seeking to remove them. Uh, ideologically, pretty clear divide um, between where we live and where they live. And our business now is to get out in front of the voters and make our case. And thank you for giving us the opportunity oh, sure. that bet. our ideological way of approaching education and life is is, is better. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, now, is that geographically driven or they're all just open seats, the whole district? district? Yeah, we're all at large. Okay, at large. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, appreciate Which, it. I unfortunately, because I live west of yeah. the interstate. Okay. And we have had no representation on school board. I don't know. When the last time that happened was. So those well, us stepchildren west of the interstate. Well, let's fix it. Uh, Iraq, Rimmon, to... Peregrine, Mountain Shadows. Well, not Mountain Shadows. That's just let. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we get no love on the west side at all. All right. Well, we'll try to fix that. That's good to know. I appreciate realizing the fact that I hear you saying you determined the vision on a 20,000-foot yeah. view, maybe some of the strategy, and leave the tactical up to the one in charge, the administrator, to – Absolutely. Fulfill that. Well, it's yes. good to know. Good mm-hmm. to know. It's good that you've done your homework and you're you're ready to to cast a vision. That's that's a very very important. Yeah, listening to the people to find out what what they want from their school system. They're the drivers mm-hmm. uh, of what they want their school system to look like and produce and all of that. So sure, you bet. taking as, their input and making the goals as well as it should be, mm-hmm. and and the guardrails. And we've got a lot of. Uh, uh, influences that want to uh, in, increase those guardrails um, is is D twenty mm-hmm. are they concerned about trying to be a social experiment or is that off the table? How are we doing with all the the transgender stuff, uh, the bathroom stuff? How, how do we handle that? Yeah, it's there. Um, th- there there's creep in. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, there's creep in. Uh, district twenty is arguably the most conservative district in the nation. Inarguably, one of the top five. Wow. Uh, we got a lot of churches. Your f- former pastor, yeah. yourself, on our dirt. We have focus on the family. Every home for Christ. Mm-hmm. World Prayer Center. Compassion International. So yeah, it's a conservative that statement district. About, you said something about how we rank uh, you, in two things. Uh, I, I said wanna... I said we're we're if we're the if not the most conservative district in the nation, easily one of the wow. top five. Uh, Doug Lamborn walks to his re-elections. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. no Democrat that's going to take yeah, him out. Maybe Plano, Texas, but whatever, yeah. Yeah, or, or Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there may sure. be some that yeah. are in contention. But, that's interesting. Uh, bottom line is the the residents of this district certainly have a rightward lean, um, right, strongly right of center. Mm-hmm. And, and the school board makeup right now reflects that. We okay. have three pretty solid conservatives. Uh, we have one a little more on the moderate side and then one who's clearly on the left. So we're 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 looking to maintain the values of the community in which we live and the values of our community is not openly embracing all the non all the trans uh, everything yeah, and yeah. what have you that some other school districts are interested in. Our constituency really isn't looking to move that direction in a big kind of hurry. Well, that that's encouraging because it's a slippery slope. Once you open the door, there's no end to it. Amen. Exactly. And I, I, you know, call me wrong, but. 
since when does 6 to 14 percent of the population dictate lifestyle for the rest of us? It's just totally out well, of and, and since when does teaching them 4 plus 4 equals 8 <laughs> yeah. something you do differently than the way you teach everybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's focus on the academic excellence. Let's teach them reading, writing, arithmetic, science, and civics, and leave the rest to mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Keep the lane narrow, focused, vision. Uh, you know, let's go, let's go a, a, a mile deep and an inch wide rather than the other way around Amen. so our students are well-equipped to be Amen. a success in life. That's why we're here. Well, we'll get, when we get back, we'll get into Black Lives Matter, Matter and CRT and all that if we could. Done. Stay with us. We'll see you in a minute. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Another sleepless night. Welcome back, Colorado Springs, all the way up to South Denver and down to Pueblo. Glad you're part of our program this afternoon. You care to call in, have a question for Amy or Derek, our phone number, 844-500-WORD, 844-500-WORD. We will take your call. We'll answer your question, even take your perspective on this Show so feel free to call in eight four four five hundred word. Also, you can go to churchvoterguides.org to see where our different folks who are running for offices stand on various issues of significance and interest to us as Christ followers. Churchvoterguides.org, and y'all are reflected in this as well. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Amy, for answering those questions, giving us a sense as to where you stand, where others stand, so we can be informed as to who to vote for and why. Well, Derek, you're a man of color. Talk to me about uh, talk to me about what we had engaged and we introduced before, particularly CRT in the school system. Talk to me about what you how you feel about that, sir. I jumped on the scene in the education world with a speech I gave to the D49 school board in August I, of 21. I saw that. Um, it turns out most of the world has seen it. it, it it's wow. one of the five most clicked-on videos in the world over the last two years. Wow. And I, I couldn't have planned that, right? And God, you're right God here just... in my booth, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me 50 bucks for the appearance. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was raised by a strong father and mother who stayed together uh, my entire life. And, wow. and, and my mother and father put into me the fact that you are not oppressed. My dad used to say there's 20 letters, 10 words you need to know, Derek. If it is to be, it is up to me. Told me that all the time. Wow. All That's the time. Awesome. And I said the same thing to my kids, that you can't, wor- you can't worry about things you can't control. And somebody else, somebody else's racist views, if they have them, you can't control. You take care of you. So the whole idea that we have a class of people that are oppressors, both of you, because of something you had no control over. None of us controls who our parents were. Mm-hmm. But because you were born Caucasian... You are in a pressing class that is keeping people of color like me down. I flatly reject. I refuse to put it into my children, and wow. my children are wildly successful. Wow. I don't want them that, anywhere near that stuff. Why would you tell any child either of those lies? Yeah, victim mentality. I mean, they're going to go through life with that attitude and as well as the other group. I appreciate that insight. So CRT has a place, no place in the school system? No place. Okay, yeah. Appreciate that. Amy, your thoughts? Yeah, totally. We, we weren't designed and created to be victims. 
that's not God who God made us to be. He, you know, he formed us in our mother's wombs mm-hmm. to be something in his likeness and, and that is not a victim. And so it has no place in our, in our school systems. Well, I appreciate you. Well, yeah, you get yeah, more man. of what you focus on. Yeah. So when your focus becomes racism, sexism, Islamophobia, pick your ism. Yeah. When that becomes what you teach, talk, look for, if you go guess through what? life yeah. looking for racism, yeah. Yeah. guess what you're going to find? Yeah. Yeah. But if you go through life looking for beauty, acceptance, mm-hmm. looking for reasons to be thankful, guess what you're going to find? Yeah. I raised my children the latter. I refused the former. Well, that's, that's yeah. a great, great attitude. And we all have crosses to bear. We all have barriers of all kinds in life. And I remember when our daughter uh, going out for basketball and she came home complaining that coach is yelling at her all the time. I said, <laughs> Susie, number one, at least she knows your name. Number two, is yelling at you, trying to get something out of you. And number three, life isn't fair. Amen. Get used to it. Life isn't fair, and we need to learn quickly uh, how to overcome the barriers of, of any kind that come our way, take advantage of the resources we have to be all God's called us to be. I appreciate y'all's insight in that. Well, tell me about your differentiators. Amy, what, what do you bring to the table uh, as, a, as a school board member of D20? Yeah, that great. Thank you. For, uh, I've spent my entire professional career doing speech pathology, serving kids and their families, helping them to become their reach their full potential. Uh, my husband and I started the Shandy Clinic back in 2005, opened our first building in 2007, literally started with me driving around in my car, seeing kids wow. for speech in their homes. 15 years later, we sold it in August of 2020, had 290 employees, 12 locations, wow. completing over 18,000 appointments a month, generating $23 million worth of revenue a year. And so I feel like it's that experience in the special ed world, mm-hmm. um, you know, work, having worked in public schools, Department of Defense schools. And then the business piece of it, we had to figure out how to do business mm-hmm. on a fixed reimbursement rate from insurance companies. We didn't get to ask the taxpayer for more money. We had to figure out how to bring people here from all over the nation um, and serve the people with one mission um, and whatnot. And so I feel like it's all of that experience rolled together mm-hmm. that I can really bring a new mindset, business mindset I analyze, I evaluate, mm-hmm. I figure out where the the weaknesses are, what the strengths are, make goals and objectives, and then go after it. Well, I thank you for bringing your success, your experience to the table, and hopefully you'll gain a seat on the D20 school board. How does your faith impact your perspective on this? Yeah, no, absolutely. All of that success would have been nothing without God. It was just, it was all God. We were just simply the worker bees Mm -hmm. for his mission. And no different here. I am a truth seeker. I just want to know the truth. And I want, I think with truth comes peace, Mm -hmm. right? And figuring out how to bring all of the people of D20 together for the singular mission of helping our children learn and achieve a greater level of academic success. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes with God's discernment and knowledge and perseverance and just seeking the truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. Appreciate that perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, that vision, is that the vision statement of D20, or are you just kind of get, come and giving it your own Yeah, I give take. it my own. Okay. Yeah. There's no stated vision statement for D20. No, they do have one, and it's about excellence and knowledge and skills and and all of that. Super cool, basically. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure, sure. 
but thank you for the opportunity to flesh it out yeah, and to you. bring it down where uh, it, and down to the level of the students where they can experience what the the vision absolutely that you have for us. Derek, what about yourself? What differentiator do you bring? Uh, well, first of all, I'm ethnic minority, so slightly different perspectives on life in some ways. Uh, I run a very small nonprofit uh, with a budget that is about the size of a dime. So I get it done with toothpicks, spit, mud, baling wire, and uh, whatever I can find in the cushion, between the cushions of the couch. And what is that? I run the Rocky Mountain Black Conservatives, which in turn runs the People of Color Capital Interns Program. Wow. I hire ethnic minority college students from all around the country, many of them from our nation's HBCUs, and I send them to work in paid internships in Washington, D.C. on Capitol wow. Hill. Wow. So they get exposure yes. uh, to things they otherwise would never have gotten a chance to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's been very rewarding. But you, you learn to get a lot done with a little. Because um, when you're a small nonprofit, I spend most of my time on my knees begging for checks. Mm. Unsuccessfully, I might add. <laughs> so you, you learn how to manage a budget. But uh, in doing that, I've also learned how to develop and maintain relationships with educational institutions. Uh, I recruit from colleges. Literally, last summer we had Cal State Fullerton to Florida Atlantic mm-hmm. uh, and all points wow. in between. Uh, wow. So managing and working with educators is something that I've had to do up until this point in my life. And uh, I like to think that I've gotten reasonably reasonably good at it. Yes. I just finished reading Esther, you know, and that, that line in yeah. Esther, for such a time as this, Amen. I can Amen. see how the Lord has been preparing you up until this time. Uh, to he doesn't waste an experience, mm-hmm. educational or otherwise, to prepare you for the next season of your lives. And, and I'll just be praying like crazy that both you guys uh, – Catch not only catch the vision, but able to reach where you feel the Lord going to plant you in this next season. Well, yeah. well, and people can learn more about that at electderekwilburn.com, dot com. By the way, electderekwilburn.com. dot <laughs> com. Electderekwilburn.com, dot com. D e r r i c k. D e r i c k. Electderekwilburn.com. dot com. Amy, what do you have? Amy Shandy for d twenty dot com. So Amy Shandy f o r d20.com thank you for helping us to know how to learn more about you and your values and your commitment and when we return we will address how to vote and how we can get in the weeds here and get her done see you in a little bit crosswalk colorado springs on 100.7 the word Welcome back, Colorado Springs, one of the greatest places on the planet to live. Money Magazine annually does the ranking of cities across the United States. And there for a while, we were in the top three. We lived in Austin in the 80s, loved that. That was one of them. And then Raleigh-Durham and then Colorado Springs. We're still in the top ten in the nation. So we want to keep Colorado Springs the quality place to live that it is and appreciate D20 being a part of that and appreciate Amy and Derek, my guests today, and their part in that as well. One question I failed to ask and would be interested in, let's say a parent uh, in D20, let's just say, uh, see something in a textbook that concerns them greatly. Does the school board get involved in that, or how does that work out when something uh, is inappropriately in a, in a text? There are definitely policies and procedures to follow with trying to get that book um, reviewed mm-hmm. and and removed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that Derek and I will definitely be mm-hmm. focusing on once we're on the board. There's a yeah. There's a review process. So okay. it start. It's bottom up. 
Okay. So it starts at the school mm-hmm. uh, with the principal of that school. And a parent can, any parent can request any book be reviewed mm-hmm. for whatever causes they have. Uh, typically, the process is, uh, if, if an agreement can't be reached between the parent and the principal, then the principal impanels a review committee mm-hmm. made up of parents and, and teachers, five, seven people, whatever. Uh, and it goes through that. And if it fails, then it can be escalated up to the board itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I appreciate you all having the hands-on approach. Make sure that we're having appropriate material for our students. So we've got the, we've got the, the, the homeschool group. You've got your Christian school approach. Then, of course, you have public education, D20 specifically. Why, why should I bring my student to D20 as opposed to homeschooling them or bringing them to a Christian school? Yeah, it is traditionally a great district, like Derek said earlier, 15 years of earned distinguished in, in the state, and only a handful of of districts can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of different programs that are provided, uh, like trade programs. Uh, there's a nursing program, mm-hmm. an engineering program. There's a very large ROTC program, mm-hmm. Air Academy. So there's a lot of good things about the district. I think Derek and I just see how much better it could be. We see the potential for what where it could go, and and that's why we're doing what we're doing. But but um, there's a lot to offer in D20. Absolutely. Educational choice options, the ability to tailor, tailor your child's educational experience, their individual uh, learning needs mm-hmm. and proclivities. D20 provides that. But your question was, why would it come to D20 as opposed to yeah. homeschooling or Christian schooling? Yeah. And I don't know that you would. <laughs> so uh, if, if, you can ho- if people who choose to homeschool, now you're going from a 30 to 1 ratio to a 1 to 1 ratio, mm-hmm. teacher mm-hmm. to child. Uh, I don't know that you can get any better than that. And there mm-hmm. was once a point in this country when everybody was yep. homeschooled. Yep. Yep. Before man. Exactly. Uh, And private school, which is, if it's a financial option, um, certainly that's a way that if you can find one that fits your family's needs, specifically from a faith point of view, uh, I can't imagine why you wouldn't do that. But if neither of those are on the table, Mm -hmm. District 20 is a pretty darn good place to land. And it's all about getting your kid in the right environment. Like, how does that child learn? What do they need? Because every child learns differently. Mm -hmm. And what school provides that best, that best environment for that? That's great. I appreciate the freedom, you, uh, that perspective, that you're not just narrowly focused on your approach. The equal access law is my understanding that a student could, they might need to have a teacher as a sponsor, but they could have a Bible study on any of our campuses. Is that right? Do you familiar with the equal access law? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. They mm-hmm. could. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could they need a teacher to sponsor that? Teacher, uh, teacher sponsored, okay. uh, student led, okay. uh, and an extracurricular. Not curricular, and our new superintendent kind of put her foot down on that and saying, we're going to make everything that has nothing to do with curriculum extracurricular, which is as it should be. Football practices after school for a reason. It's not a class. It's Mm -hmm. something you do after school. Uh, I'd like to see kids in athletics get credit. Yeah. Why not get why not get credit for your degree for for physical education credit yeah. for taking for yeah. participating in athletics? But yeah, you can have uh, any of those things on an extracurricular basis. That's great. That's great. When I was a student ministry in Oklahoma City, a lot of our students went to Putnam City High School, the largest school in the in the city, and uh, I got a hold of it. It was uh, during the Jesus Movement, and the principal and I was on campus back then. You know, pastor uh, student yeah. pastors go on campus one night, and the principal called me in his office. And he said, what's happening to my school? He said, drugs are down, smoking down, you know, and everything. What's, what's going on? He said, well, well, sir, it's Jesus. Yeah. He said, well, you didn't hear it from me, but keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Amen. So would, I love that. Would we, would we have uh, that day where students are blessed by their faith.
Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so what, how, let's get the wager. How do I, how do I vote? What's what's going on here? What when do the when do the ballots come out? Are they mailed to everybody? Do they have to send them in? Do they have to, to talk to me about the the weeds of how this is going to play out here? The election ballots will be mailed. Okay. I believe they hit the mail October sixteenth. So most people will get them on or about the twentieth of October. Election day itself is November 7, first Tuesday of November, as always. Of course, they're turning election day into election month, um, but that's another discussion altogether. Right. So you can respond, you can drop it off, you can mail it in, you can vote in person. Okay, so there will only be four options for school board entries, D20. names, and D20, and they are four-year terms. Right, and right. you have to run for the second four year, but then that's it, right? Two two terms. Two, and you're done. But, okay. but there'll be four options. This is a really important point you just okay. made. So uh, there'll only be four. This is a tiny election. The biggest issue here that we have as conservatives in a conservative district is just getting the people to vote, getting the vote out. Got so it. the turnout for this election could be as low as. 10, 12, 16% could mm-hmm. easily be that low. Mm-hmm. When people get their ballot in the mail, it's going to be as thick as a dime. There's no there's no governor on there. There's no senator, uh, you know, president, nothing sexy like that. Okay. A couple of ballot initiatives and a school board election. So when it comes in the mail, it's easy to pick that flimsy thing up and just eh, and toss it in the trash. Yeah. And if people do that, we're, we're, don't do that, then right, we're in sure. pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in D20... Take that ballot seriously. Here's your opportunity to make a difference. All politics is local. Yeah. All, All politics All. is local, but especially this one. This, I mean, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's a really good point. We're also focused on national. I mean, everyone knows what's going on with Biden and with McCarthy and with Trump. and mm-hmm. this, you, know, this, uh, we, you can't affect what Joe Biden does directly. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. But you can affect what the principal of that high school down the street does. Mm-hmm. But it's easy for us to focus on what's happening at yeah, the national level, sure. and they what's the, the 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 weeds have been the tares have been sown amongst the wheat mm-hmm. right in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. And Good because answer. there's two seats open, everyone <laughs> yeah. gets two votes. So of those four choices, you get to pick two people. Okay. So we'll make it easy for you, Derek right. and Amy. Derek Boom. and Amy, or Amy and Derek. <laughs> well, we, could, right. we could be first two. I mean, I don't know what the, what the, what, is it sequential? They just, how do they rank? One, two, three, four. How, how does I'll that I'll be number four. You'll be number four. How does, because it's alpha, alpha generated? No, oh. they, they do a, a, a ballot position pull where they pull the names out of a, okay, out of, yeah, out of a jar, type, and yeah, it okay, just yeah, happened yeah, to yeah. come out alphabetically. Yeah, it's, it's just four names right in front of you. No big yeah. deal. I was just curious how that, how that occurred. All right. If we would learn, we want to learn more about your your stand and your statements and your values and your differentiators. Uh, is there other any other forums coming up? Yes, uh, there are two next week: Tuesday night and Thursday night. Thursday night is at Karis Christian Center uh, here in Colorado Springs, not Karis Bible College in okay. Woodland Park. Don't Karis go to Christian Woodland Park. Center. Stay in the city. Karis <laughs> yeah. Christian Center on the north end. Um, When's this is, again? Repeat that. When what? Uh, that is Thursday evening. What Seven, you say? 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the district form is Tuesday evening at the District 20 building, correct? Okay. Rampart High School. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, geez, I should know my own. At Rampart High School. Okay. At um, 6 p.m. Yep. Repeat that again, please. Tuesday night, Rampart Tuesday. High School, 6 p.m. Okay. And then Thursday night at Karis, uh, 7 p.m. Okay. All four of you will be up there. Is this okay? Correct. And Q&A mm-hmm. or just... You give your spiel or what? Uh, there will be options for public input. Tuesday nights, you have to register to go. Okay, got it. 
Uh, and when you register, you are allowed to put in questions or good. put in a question. Okay, good. Uh, so there will definitely be public input on Tuesdays. Thursdays, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's Ken we, Davis's. Yeah, we haven't gotten it. the format yet. Yeah. Um, okay. But typically, it's one question down the line, next question down good. the line. Attend the forum, vote for Amy and Derek, pray over educational system that would be all God wants it to be that our students would be equipped to be successes in life. Amy and Derek, thank you. It's been so engaging. Thank you. You guys rock. Thank you. You do too. (laughs) Awesome. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow night. 100.7, The Word. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.